What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhoods Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Gentlemen. Yo, yo. All right, we're, miss- we're missing Manny today, but we've got our stepfather in the house, yeah. Cypher Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> what up? Where's Manny? Our stepfatherhood. Right. Yeah. Manny's, uh, Manny's got... Uh, uh, incapacitated. I think he's got he's got some work some work stuff popping off. I believe. Okay. All yep. right. Which yep. which hip hop single cover are we using for this episode? We should discuss that. Let's discuss <sighs> it. Good give question. A, yeah. Which one should we use? Give us a recommendation. Uh. Okay. I'll think of some of my faves. We haven't used a Red okay. Man album, have we? Not, well, I think we did. I think we did Doc's the name. We called it Pops oh, the we name. Did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. We did. Pops the name is a good one. All right, I'll think of some throughout the episode. Okay. So before we started recording, we started talking about some trips. So I got a I got a big serious question for you, Sife. But let's talk yes. about your let's talk about your L.A. excursion first. Yes, no, sir. I know he had some questions. There's a lot on of it. fanfare around Sykes LA excursion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, but, but that'll but that'll lead me into my my bigger question. Okay. So go ahead, E. Oh no, me? Well, you. I don't know if you had specific for. Well, no, because Sife was when when we started talking about, he was like, he started with, I don't know how you, and I just said, hold up, let's yeah. record. Okay. So, <laughs> so I want to know what I kind of know. I think I know where he's going with that, but let's go. Yeah. No, it's that it's. It's not. I don't know how you, but I. It's it's interesting. Why being around Nori, where he drinks, I want to say copious amounts of alcohol all day. All day, bro. <laughs> I mean, all day, bro. Like, and smoke. You, you, you guys take the the drink champ moniker seriously. No, he does right now. Woo! He does. I t- I leave it exclusive for drink champs, and then I uh-huh, go home and, uh-huh. and become a father and do family things. Right? Okay. Yeah. Interestingly enough, we had when we had Nori on fatherhoods, we had sober Nori. On. Yep. He used to drinking water. You catch uh-huh. him early in the morning. He's sober Nori. I mean, he doesn't ever really look sloppy drunk, though. No, he no, handles he handles it well. He handles it well. He handles it well. He knows how to drink for himself. Yeah. Um, and you know, he takes his breaks. Let me let, let's 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 be honest here. He he takes his breaks when he, you know, when he goes on like benders like that, like trips and yeah. stuff. He'll come back right. and you know, his wife, shout out to Juicy Juice Bar. She opened a, a juice bar. Yeah. And he'll he'll juice and he'll do the ginger shots and and he'll do all that stuff. So, so well, I was, ha- I was happy I was happy to catch a uh I wouldn't say it was a business trip, but it was it had like vacation vibes to it, you know. When you're with him, 
this this particular trip, it was a business trip, but it had like some vacation vibes. You know, a lot of rooftops, right. a lot of friends stopping by. So he handles it well. But man, it's a lot. Yeah, and he and he go like he really does go the whole day. We ha- we have this this funny thing that when we hang out and we, we do trips, um, I call it the 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 vortex. <laughs> Either the vortex or the matrix, and if, wow. if wherever the bar is in the hotel, like you gotta avoid that area, because right, he'll you pull gotta you lead into him it. away from that. Yeah, you gotta lead him away. No, no, not him. He's there already. He's gonna pull oh, you, you into there. It. You gotta oh, avoid yeah. it if you want to do other things in that day. You gotta avoid that area. Right. <laughs> but but it's yeah, always but, fun. Yeah, I got on. Um, I got I got reposted on the source. I got uh I was, I caught myself on TMZ. What? We were outside of a restaurant and the you know in LA they have the TMZ celebrity tours. Yep. It's like a bus with, you know, there's people right, know, they show you all the, the... And they go all the hot spots. So the bus saw Nori pulls over, jumps out with the camera. They're like, "Hey Nori, can you come say what's up to the the people?" So he goes over there, they go nuts. And I was like, I didn't know it was going to be on TMZ. Oh, it was actually on TMZ? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> and he talked about the game episode of Dream Champs. And you weren't around any of the, the Hove interactions? Oh I, oh, I absolutely was. I just missed the picture opportunity. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I had to leave. All right, let me ask you a question. This is what you guys do, right? You guys have fatherly advice. All right. I... As soon as I saw Hove, he asked me about my stand-up comedy stuff. And I said, yo, I got shows tonight. I got three shows tonight. It was Saturday in L.A. And then within the three hours of us meeting, because he was also putting them back, uh, he kept asking me about comedy, like, here and there. like, And then, like, he goes, what's the joke you're going to start with? So I tell him the joke I'm going to start with. But then when it came time to leave for the show, I didn't want to leave because we were having such a great time. I would have looked like a groupie if I didn't go do my shows, right? Uh, yeah, that would have been yeah. irresponsible. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have fucked up your future for a fleeting moment. I think he would have. I think he would have been like, oh, this guy's not serious because he's been talking about his shows all night. And then now he just now he's just hanging around yeah that would have been a little lame of you yeah okay good yeah but, but you know why do you feel like you need that i feel like that's your fam right there yeah but bro it's it's fam but it's far removed man that guy is but i mean i think a lot of the people that were in his circle and were around him a lot early on when you get to that level are far removed but you're still kind of still fam regardless Bro, I've, I'm yes. I have a lot of family. I don't. I don't see my mom ever. <laughs> it's just go. like you got to take advantage of those moments. And it was, like, bro. It was a magical. It was something about it, man. I've never seen Hove so just laid back, relaxed, talking about life and yeah. topics. And it was a different. Every, I, listen, I've worked for Jay Z many. I worked for Jay Z three different times in three different ways. And it's always work. It's fun, but it's work. It's go-getter, go-getter, go-getter. 
this was the first time I ever like got to just sit back and have like a fun, cool convo. And it was a, uh, it was really, it was special. Yeah, just talking to Nori about it. about it. Like Nori just told me about it, and I and I was telling Nori that the first question I had is, okay, how close are we to having him on Drink Champs? And I asked that only because seeing him around the rest of the crew and looking so comfortable, yeah, led me to believe that okay, now he kind of understands more of the Drink Champs dynamic, and maybe he'll be more open to coming through. I. I don't wish bad on nobody, but I I have to pray that I hope you never get that energy. Why? Because the only thing Juan Epp has over Drink Champs is, is the, the most legendary Jay-Z interview. <laughs> so if you get that, we just, we just, you know, you ever seen the movie Coco? Uh, the, the the Disney the Pixar yeah yeah, movie. yeah yeah you know how like if no one keeps your picture up on you the start mansion, turning into a ghost or a skeleton yeah, yeah. that's that's one that if you get the Jay Z interview <laughs> we just fade into nostalgia. No, but this is this 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 is what you do. You have you have uh, because I don't think it's available anywhere. And you have E and Nori do an intro and then republish that and say, "Yo, this was the this was the first yeah, that's what. Yeah. And I'll I'll refer to your interview with him in our interview. That way, people go back to your interview. That would be great. Don't so wish was... that upon us. Come on, man. We made that. I have a couple bucket list moments before this is over, man. Nah, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. They're, they they look so cool. They look so tight. There's gonna be a reason for him to do it. You're gonna get it. So was this um was this meetup was this part of the plan or is this just something that all of a sudden you guys were all in the same spot uh, without giving up too much details? It's no, no Nori uh, Nori set it up for for something. We were we were doing something. We were got it. Okay, something. got it. Yeah. I, I liked What's how I like I liked how Rosenberg asked because uh, I listened to one up the other day. I liked how Rosenberg asked about your E. He's like. Yo, was EFN out there with you guys? <laughs> yeah, the fan, the fans were talking mad shit. They always talk shit. But um, I love you. Hey, this is the one thing I could tell you, Sype. KGB listens to you guys. He doesn't listen to Drink Champs. No, I listen to both. Stop lying. I do. Okay. I do, but drink drink champs. I have to do it in in spurts in because because yeah, sometimes you, you guys have those three hour. Long Shit, joints. this last one was four and a half hours. This is the, the game <laughs> oh my episode. god, four and a half hours! What are you Listen, doing? You know how I, I started to gauge how long we've been there. How many times I go to the bathroom now? Because I'm <laughs> I'm drinking beer, so I gotta piss like a racehorse. So, so I'm like, all right, I went to the bathroom three or four times. Yep, that's that's definitely you know, three or four hours at least. You know. So. All right, so this leads me, I mean, we can go back into other specifics here, but this leads me to my my big macro question for Sife. Okay. Is how do you pull off all your travel and how do your kids deal with that? I'm assuming they must be used to it by now, but I've heard you reference like on on the podcast, like making jokes about like, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, I won't have a family or I won't have a wife anytime yeah, yeah. <laughs> soon or that kind of shit. <laughs> but I mean, it, uh, like, especially with them getting older and like knowing that you're away and, and, and you're on the road a lot and I know that's your thing, but how, yeah. how, how are you dealing with that, man? That's gotta be something to, to tackle, man. 
Yeah, it is rough. It is very rough. Um, I, I, what I tell myself is, uh, one, I try to make it be like living, um, living by example. So when, I mean, like my kids don't know now cause they're super young, but like when they get older, I'll explain to them how I left one very lucrative career mm-hmm. kind of to pursue something else. And with all the obstacles and all the fear and all the, the, the things that normal society tells you, you shouldn't do. I, I went ahead and did it. And then now becoming pretty successful at it. So I have to, in a way, use that as be like, listen, I, you know, if you ever want to do something, don't be scared. You know, your dad did this and your dad did that. Um, that's the, that's the macro version of it. The micro version of it is I try to, when I'm home in the city, I like now I, I take a night off specifically just to hang with my kids every week. And it's hard to turn down shows because pandemic even showed us like, you never know at any moment, this thing could be snatched away from us. Right. But I forced myself to take a day off uh, completely. And then I also try to schedule my stuff where I'll do a late show where I can put the kids to bed. So they don't even know I left. Mm -hmm. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, I try to, uh, I FaceTime helps a lot, but also like, they kind of don't want to talk to you on FaceTime. I I think like it's not the same, I guess, to them. But it does yeah. help a lot to just have the FaceTime on when they're eating dinner, if I'm on the road somewhere. Um, I mean, luckily, I got a supportive family. And I'm not away as much as it looks, though. Got it. And then also, I make sure I wake up 7 a.m. every morning. Like, that two hours before they go to school is, like, is is important. Got so it. at least they see me because I know a lot of comedians and DJs sleep to like two o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So like, can't do that you know, either I, I know either I take my kids to school or they, or I take them to the school bus and I, that morning time is, it's rough. It's hard. Sometimes I get home really late, but I, I try to do that. And then I just try to put in all those spare moments, you know, like, I try to like get all my work done in the daytime so that when three, four o'clock rolls around, I, I mean, it's hard. I don't do it a hundred percent, but I try to like, once the kids come home, I try to focus on them until I got to leave. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, it wouldn't work without a supportive, a, a base. Yeah. Yeah. But how do how do you feel emotionally about it? Besides knowing that you know you're you're doing what you love, besides knowing that you're you're, you're creating this this career and living, and setting this example, I, how does how does it pull at your your heartstrings? Being away from yeah, you? I mean I miss I miss them and like I saw this thing on Instagram or TikTok the other day, I forget what it is. One of those motivational speakers and he was saying that one to four when you I mean from birth to four years old mm-hmm. of a child is a very special time. 
It's like when they can't speak and they can't walk and it's like they're learning all those things and you got to really try to um, focus on that because once it's gone, it's gone. Right. And, and my first kid, I missed a lot off of sheer anxiety and fear of not knowing how to take care of a child. And I look back and I'm like, damn, I kind of, I was too nervous about keeping my daughter alive. I missed out on some of the fun stuff because I didn't know how to do it, you know? So the second one, I really try to like hone in on, on that. And I, and I also realized I got to spend alone time with each one where it's hard to spend alone time with my son because my daughter gets jealous and she always tries to jump in. So I have to like wait till she goes to school and then take him and do something with him. Cause he's still not in school yet. He goes to pre-K next year. Uh Um, but then, um, also, and this is some new, new stuff I've been going through. I think I saw Will Smith say, I think it was Will Smith. He said, you don't own your kids. Yeah. Right. So like, it was right. You saw that? Yep. You don't own your kids. So it's like, you got to raise them and do your best with them. But like at the end of the day, they're not your property. So like, I don't know. Like, okay, I'll tell you this. Uh, my wife wanted to pierce my daughter's ears um, like very young. And I told her she, I, she shouldn't because you're putting a hole into a human body what if she doesn't want that hole? And she was like, no, but little girls wear earrings. And I was like, but maybe she doesn't want to. Like, you have to find that out. And then recently my daughter asked me if she could get her ears pierced. And it was like a, 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 a seven-year, I told you so. Like, it <laughs> felt great. <laughs> but, like, they got to, you know... They got to live their own life and make their own decisions, even at even at this age. So it's like, yeah, I want to be there for them as much as I can. But also they got to be their own people. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. But be their own people when they're little babies and toddlers is a little different, though. But why? But are you? But I think I think. Or I don't think it's good to give up your dreams for your kids. Because I feel like that's where like midlife crisis come from. And that's where resentment towards your kids come from. And like trying to live through your kids vicariously, all that kind of stuff. Like I have a good balance. I'm sure it's not 50-50. It leans more, you know, my career, I think, because of, because of what you're saying. Like my career is a lot of traveling and working nights. but. I think a lot of people mess up their lives by doing everything for their kids. Their kids hit 18, 19, 20, and all of a sudden they go, who am I? What am I now? No, I, I agree with you. And if you probably listen to the first, I, I think in the first couple of fatherhoods, I, I used to say that all the time, like children shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't stop your life and, and stop doing what you're doing because of children. Now I've changed some of that some of those yeah. thoughts and Wait, did you have children when 
You had young children when you said that. No, no, no. My I had a my daughter was on the way. Hadn't hadn't right, arrived okay. yet. So my right. first, my first was on the way. Yeah. And so my my thinking now is is it's more important, and this is my opinion, you know. Obviously, I'm I'm not putting this on anybody else. For me in my life, I feel it's very important to be very present because I'm able to, and it's my job to figure out the smartest way to 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 balance and satisfy the things that I want in for myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then and make sure that I that I that I keep the lane open and keep like works in a, in such a smart way that I can keep that lane open that when I feel like okay that that early stage that they needed me is kind of over, then I can kind of still pick up and keep it moving. If that makes any sense. Yeah, of course. But what is what is present mean? Like, is it a is it a number of hours? Are you saying every single day? Well, for me, it's being as being there as much as I possibly can. But for me, that might be my personal issue. Maybe because my pops wasn't around. You know, like maybe for me, I'm trying to be the total opposite of my pops and be there so much. But it's just like it's gotten to the point for me where I'm so used to being with my kids and they're so used to having me around that to, to change that would be very disruptive in their lives and mine. That's why I asked you about the, the emotional side and my life. It would be very emotional to separate from them. Um, but I, but, but everything you're saying, it makes sense. And, And then trust me, I don't, I agree. Nobody should like, you can't stop your your life and your career no, you no because that would be disruptive to them in the future too because if you don't That's, create your living and create a foundation for you they're gonna have to deal with that in the future themselves and taking care of you as well yeah and then like i also have like see like how i wrap my head around it is i have um like i don't have a nine to five so I can literally spend a whole day with my kids. I can spend a whole weekday with my kids more than other people can. So it's like, I try to balance it like that. Like I try to do the numbers. Like if I was coming home six six thirty from a nine to five and then, you know, the traveling and all that, and then spending time with the kids two hours at night, I could pile on those two hours in, in a day. You know what I mean? Right. The five day, the five days of two hour nights from like, you know, six 30 to eight 30. And then you're getting them ready for bed or whatever. I could like spend the whole day with my kid on a Monday or Tuesday. But a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause people who have the nine to five or it's never really nine to five it spills over so there's a lot of people who are in that yeah, depending on trap how far of, you work yeah, yeah you're just in that you're then you're in that system of or in that area of like okay well maybe you only see your kids one or two hours a day uh so yeah, it's still it's still a, like, it's still a sacrifice you know so and i try to i mean i then my kids are oh man sorry my kids are young but i still try to say it to them like hey um, your dad has a, a special kind of job. Um, it's good in some things, but bad in other parts. And, you know, I try to say like, I'm lucky enough to be able to do what I want to do and like get to perform with cool people. Um, but yeah, like I remember, I think I might've said this on another episode, but I remember 
Dave Chappelle name drop was talking to um Will Smith's kids and they were like, Oh man, it's it's horrible having a famous parent. They're in like they're never around. That's a different type of fame. That's yeah, Will Smith yeah. and Jada fame. <laughs> but like I don't think it's them not being around. I think it's like all the stuff that comes with it, like you know, prior Did we lose you? Hmm. I think we lost Cypher. He might he might come back on. So so what are your thoughts on that, okay? While we're waiting for Cypher. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the just trying to find the balance part of it. Uh, but I hear you on the emotional side of things, because that's that's probably my biggest the thing that hurts the most like having to travel or do anything like that is just i'm i'm so used to being around my son all the time or as much as i can and uh so not being around him or having to leave town to you know i miss him so because just used to hanging out where he's at that age now where it's like uh it's a hangout you know so yeah, I just think that it's turned into where my job now and my responsibility is to uh, figure out how to hustle in a way that I can continue to, to be there in that way for them. Like, because if I if I think about it now, all the stuff that I've experienced with my kids at this point, I couldn't imagine not experiencing those things, right. not being a part of that, not seeing certain things, not, you know, and that knowing what i've been around i'm like yeah i couldn't i could if i had to do it all over again i yeah, it'd be the same thing yeah for sure okay i get it i'm a bad father no 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 we're no, not we're, we're, we're christ we're in agreement no, with you <laughs> it's not it's not it's not about bad or good it's just i'm telling you for me like what i'm trying to explain is that this is now at the point where it's it's me now i'm so used to it that i couldn't imagine something differently but and obviously, well, it, all, they, it, all, it all goes with family dynamics and, and you know, the type of fa- family dynamic you have that, that allows for different, you know, ways of, of, of doing things. But also, you're blessed to have a career where you can do that. Absolutely. Be there so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, and I have an office in a studio that's two blocks away from my crib. I can go, you know, go back and forth, you yep. know, within within a minute's time and. And yeah, you know, so I am, I am, um, I appreciate all of this shit. And, and yeah. my, like I said, my responsibility is to hustle in a way that I can continue to do this stuff. But at the same time, I do feel it's important to fulfill one's needs that each individual has. Like you can't neglect your own needs because by neglecting your own needs of, of being creative or, or hustling or working or whatever it is that each individual needs, you're eventually going to be you know, you're going to, you're going to be disgruntled and you're going to take it out on your kids and your family. Yeah. yeah that's, I, sure. that, that's, that's my thing for sure. Like I know people that like, you know, wanted to do, you know, whatever this and that, like, or some, some, you know, not to disrespect any moms, but like, that's just some women moms, yo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I know, I know some people that like, they have kids and their whole life is their kids and then they leave home eventually and that empty nest syndrome right. it's hard uh 
so you got to prepare for that early. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, but it is good. I mean, look, I mean, you, you have to. It's the balance of spending the time, but also leading by example and showing, like you said earlier, just showing your kids that don't be afraid and you can do all these different things and they can see that. They, um, you, know. you know what everyone's talking about is Kanye's mom in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's talking like that is really the shining moment of that doc. Like yep. that, those conversations with his mom. And it's like, man, I hope I, I hope I'm that inspiring to my kids. I yeah. think I think I am. I try to be, and also I I I watch so much videos on how to raise kids, and I watch I read blogs about how to talk to kids. Like just this morning, I implemented something. My son was crying over what I what I would call and what, what what my mom would call like stop crying over nothing. <laughs> right. You know? He had like a blanket. That, you know, the blanket that goes on the couch when you're watching TV, you want to put the little blanket yeah. on. Yep. He tried to take that to his grandmother's house, to school, to like little daycare, and then his grandmother's house. And we're like, no, you can't take this blanket out of the house. And he starts having a tantrum. And really, I just want to be like, just grab him, put him in the car seat, and keep it moving. Like, <laughs> right. you can't, why are you crying over this? And instead, I got like on his level, I went down to his eye level. And I made sure I had empathy on my face. This is something I was just reading or watching the other day. And, and, I, and I spoke to him in a calm way. Because the, f- the first thing is to get him to get out of this tantrum. Yeah. Then we can talk about the blanket. So I got down on his level. And I started speaking in this really calm voice about how I understood. Can you give us an example what- of the voice? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, little baby. Come on, little baby. <laughs> no, I was just like, I know. I was like, I, his name is Seven. So I was like, Seven, I know. I was like, I know, I know. And I had like a, because I have a very deadpan face. And this thing I was watching was that like, you got to like, they read, you know, facial expressions more than anything else. They don't know words like we know, you know. So I just made my head like a, like a sad face. And I was like, I know, I understand. You know, I understand and that he stopped crying. It worked. Like he stopped crying, and then I explained it to him. And he can have it when he comes home, and it, it it worked. It took a while, but it worked. And I was like, "Oh, this is." My mom would have just said, "You know, stop crying. There's nothing to cry about." And that's their whole universe. <laughs> it's true. You know, but, but going back to Kanye's mom, right? One thing I think that goes in line with everything we're talking about is it seemed that she was very present around him a lot and to the point where he felt very comfortable having her everywhere with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder what that was like when, when he was really, really young. But then on the flip, I guess if you have, and I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't I mean, want I my mom in a session with, with uh, Puff and the game and all these people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, I didn't see the third one. Was she all up in the third one? In the third what episode? Yeah. No, I think the third one's more like more present day. Yeah. I mean, I watched it. It is more present day. Hmm. Would um, you take? But yeah. Will, will you but take now, your? I don't know if there's something with 
her being divorced from his dad and she was overcompensating. Like, listen, you know, I, you know, I just try to always look at both sides of it. Right. And then, you know, the tragedy of losing her is when they say he lost it. Right. Yep. Cause that's, that's a big support system. Yeah. It seemed like, you know, it was, it was the, the cornerstone, the source of his inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't, you know, I had this big, I had a really big fear. My, you know, my dad died when I was three and this shit hit me hard during the pandemic. My dad died when I was three and I barely remember him. Barely. I have like a couple of faint memories of my father. And I, I swear my son knows who I am and remembers me every day. But if I was to die, would he not remember me? Well, yeah. I mean, just think about like, even, I don't know, my son is nine now, but he barely remembers anything from uh, five backwards, <laughs> you know, right. like even, like trips and things that I think right. that yeah. like, he's totally well, in the mix. And then I think, well, damn, maybe I don't necessarily remember a whole lot from early on either. So, I mean, it's a right. kind of a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's like, if we think we're fucking up or we, you know, haven't done X, Y, and Z nine times out of 10, they're not going to remember a whole lot of it anyway. But but then yeah, it also is a reminder. Yeah, subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. But just in terms of the those kind of memories. But it is right. kind of scary. It's like fuck. I thought you know, felt like we were present and clicking that whole time. But yet you don't remember. Imagine, <laughs> I mean, imagine you're present all that time in their life, and then you start traveling after five, and and all they know you is as the person that leaves all the time. Right. Like, Motherfucker, I was here <laughs> since up to five years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then, um, so yeah, so my dad died August 24th. Um, I don't even remember what year, but you know, when August rolled around last year when he was, he was three and then August rolled around and I had this, like, I had this haunting feeling. And I was like, if I die, this kid is not going to remember me. Now, the only difference is, I mean, we have tons of videos and, you know, this, my phone is filled with video. So it's not the same as, like, I don't have any video footage, movie, anything right, like right, that. Right. I mean, he, and plus, I'm like, I don't have a little name. So, like, he would always at least know who I was. God forbid something happened. But, you know, he could go on YouTube and see my Jay-Z interview on the Juan Epstein podcast. Juan Epstein's Life with Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> the interview drink champs hasn't had yet <laughs> <laughs> yo but on that on that idea let me ask you guys this do you guys ever think about the law of averages in terms of doing things going out and about like that something could happen to you and you know obviously the effects that that would have on your family I don't yeah. really think I don't really think about it going out. I, I but I do but I do keep in my mind all the time that anything could happen at any time. Going out or what you do, you know, when you know when you go out. Like does that dick does that does that ever cross your mind and kind of like, you know, I try to make as much of a more of an edge decisions. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely try to weigh out like, all right, am I going to go here 
and maybe I shouldn't be there, you know, that kind of thing. I can weigh that out, but, but I'm also, but I also know that you could be doing the most mundane shit in the world and something could happen. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, I, I'm the same way. Like, I don't like, I mean, I remember, I mean, all of us, all of us coming from hip hop back in the day, we were in a lot of places where nowadays we'd be like, nah, I'm not going over there. Right. We were in some wilds. I've been in shootouts. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and whether it be at a nightclub, I mean, I wasn't partaking in the shootout. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, but you're but you're I've there, and around. the bullets are flying around. So yeah, flying, whizzing, yep. zip, zip, zip. And uh, and I mean, yeah, I was in a club in Newark. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that far fetched. You know what I mean? Like, that shit happens there. So now I wouldn't, I'm necessarily wouldn't go to those type of places, but yeah, you never know. Things can just happen anywhere. But like, I try to like, that's why the only thing I, I do in that aspect is I try to never leave the house mad or, or, you know, hold a grudge, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, t- I tell my kids, I love them as much as possible. Just cause and I've told. I've said to my daughter, who's only, you know, she's about to be seven. I've said to her and try to say it in a, not like a, a, a scary way, but I was like, yo, what if this is the last time you see me or, or your mom? Like, don't let this thing you're upset about, you know, ruin, you know, don't let it uh, be the last <laughs> thing you remember, you know? How, how does she take that? That's yo. quite a... <laughs> That's quite it's a, a, little, a, it's a very mature. <laughs> I mean, I don't say, you know, what if your mom dies in a horrible car accident? Right. I just be like, you know, what if this is the last time you see her? And she's like, you know, she it snaps her out of it. Huh. You know? It snaps her out of it. Some mature kid. Yeah, because I don't like I've told you this before. I don't like lying to my kids. I had to right. I had a fight. I had a I had a fight recently about the tooth fairy. <laughs> I had to get into it. I had to get into it. You and your wife? She tried to... She, listen, man. You know me. I'm 5%er. None of these holidays. They're all bullshit anyway. But, like, I've been letting stuff slide. I Look, I don't believe in Halloween. But it's probably fun for kids to dress up. So I explained to them. I say, listen, you could dress up, but, you know, there's no you know, ghosts or all all Saints Eve, whatever, all, any of that, whatever the point right. of it is. Right. The like, great no, pumpkin listen. isn't 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 coming to see you. Yeah, and I'm like, don't like listen, you can go, it's fun to go around asking for candy, but listen, we don't go around neighbors' houses begging for shit. Like this is the one day where you can like get some candy. Whatever. <laughs> but I tell him, I said, listen, if you do your chores or whatever, I'll go buy you some candy, you know? But whatever, I, I I I laid off on all that because it's also again, I don't own my kids. If they want to celebrate Halloween, then they should be able to. So then the tooth fairy, my daughter lost her tooth, and she was like, "Oh, mommy told me the tooth fairy was gonna put money under my pillow, but it didn't come." And I like turned red with anger. Like, this is what we're doing. This is the bullshit we're doing. I said, I told you, we're not doing this. I let I let Halloween slide. I'm not letting this tooth fairy nonsense slide. 
we banging on the she's ferry. Like, <laughs> she's like, you told terrible. you. Told. <laughs> and I said, listen, there's no tooth ferry. I said, the game is, here's the game. The game is, I'm going to try to sneak in your room when you're sleeping and sneak money under your pillow. And if you catch me, I'll give you double. And that's the game. And so she was excited about that. Did did you say that you'll be wearing some wings and holding a little wand? (laughs) (laughs) Now we know whose kid is ruining it for all the other kids. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, that's got those got those have to be tough fights. But listen, I've I've said this since the beginning. No, I know, I remember. And now she's starting to slack. I'm like, no, man, I gotta tighten this up. I gotta tighten this up. And she goes, she goes, oh, your Shade got mad the other day. She said, I'm gonna stick my middle finger up. And I was like, good. You should. So have you found con- you're finding compromise in the household on on the, on the holidays, yeah, or the so-called or, or, holidays? Yeah, right. Yeah, compromise, man. So that's how we keep it moving. But yeah, my daughter always asks me about Christmas. Like, why don't you celebrate Christmas? I say, well, the the short answer is I'm not a Christian. So, you know, half your family is, half your family isn't, and. If you decide that you want to celebrate Christmas, of course, of right now, of course, you're going to decide that because Christmas to you is just getting a bunch of toys. Right. But, you know, I was like, if you when you get older, you look into the meaning of it. If you decide you want to be a Christian, then great. This is your day. I'm not a Christian, so it doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, she doesn't have to be a Christian to celebrate the holiday. I know Muslims oh, celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I do. It's actually yeah. all of us. Be- it's actually all of us being pagans. How about that? I mean, if you want, yeah, December is definitely a pagan holiday. Jesus was born in April, but you know, let's not get into that. No, but Christmas is Christmas is the right before Santa Claus goes on vacation, so that's why it's got to get done then. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's an HR. It's an HR thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get their shit together. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Wait, real quick, real quick, yeah. before we get out of here. Real, well, it's not going to be real quick, but try to. we'll try to make it quick. To piggyback off the last episode talking about World War Three. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what? Do you guys have any thoughts when it comes to family and 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 what's going on in the world right now like does it does it change any any you know any way that you operate you know any any movements or anything yeah let me do you want to be with your family more or anything like that let me tell you why it doesn't for me and nobody likes when i talk start talking my shit but first of all it's all nonsense because i remember when covid first started it was on the news every second of the day. Every second, every CNN show was about the pandemic, right? So this is March, April 2020. Then, then the Floyd, um, the George Floyd thing happened, and all the news shifted to that. 
So I was watching it, peeping it like a, you know, the conspiracy theorist. I, I'm like, so COVID's just done? It's not a hot news story anymore because now this isn't a hot news story. So then I just started paying attention to the news much more. And I started like, because I, I was never home to just sit down and watch TV all day long. But COVID made us, you know, forced us to just, you know, be home. And I'm listening to CNN and it's like they're giving their opinions. But you Chris can't possibly Cuomo. think it's the same, Saif. It's definitely what? not the same thing. I watch news from other countries. I don't watch the news from here just to yeah. get more of a grip of what's going on. It is real different than all these things that you mentioned in terms of news coverage and, and them exploiting is, our, our emotions. Huh? There's, there's countries that this type of shit happens every day and we don't, we don't know about it at all. African no, not nuke war, not the it. not the capacity for there to be a nuclear confrontation. This is different in that sense. Why? What would be? What's the point of the nuclear war? What do you mean? What's the point? Like, why would it ever happen? Yeah, because Russia has a lower threshold, and I'm telling you this based off things that I've watched and from other countries, and even our own State Department and their assessment of the Russian military. They have a lower threshold to use tactical, what is it, tactical, tactical nuclear weapons. My fucking English is terrible now. And they have a lower threshold, meaning they prepare to use them in regular warfare. Unlike us, it's a last resort. So if they use one tactical missile in this situation, then it can cause the whole world to go to war. And that's pretty much a wrap for all of us. Or a lot of us, or most of us. So it's different. Now, based on everything you're saying, I will tell you one thing that my mom used to tell me when I was a kid that I always think about. Because I remember, you know, growing up in the 80s, in the Cold War, and I was always into, like, war and into all this stuff. So I was, I was always, like, concerned about World War Three, And my mom used to tell me that since she was a kid, everybody's been saying the world's going to end. So she would always, like, tell me that when I would, like, tell her, oh, is, you know, is this going to happen? She's like... Listen, since I was a kid, the world's been ending. So I kind of think about that and it makes me feel a little calmer. But this situation is different than all the other things you mentioned, though. No. I mean, maybe the nuclear part, but. Yeah, the nuclear part, not just the war in Ukraine. No, I, I, know, what you're, I know what you're talking about, Scythe, in terms of just the way that the coverage shifts and, you know, it just. You're bombarded by whatever is kind of the hot topic at the moment. I think yeah, what he's my talking thing about is if they is, have the if they have the ability to just shift all focus onto those things. And then also, what can we do about it? No, there's not much we can do buy, about it. Buy flour. Flour? Yeah. The, my mom hit my, my mom hit me up and was like just to make go, bread go stock up on flour and stuff because of the sanctions and you won't get uh, grain prices are rising and and if there was something to pop off that you know you'd, you'd have to be able to have stuff to cook at home when when i was seeing the the pictures of of nori and and, and jay-z together I, I couldn't help to think like what do billionaires think about everything going on? Like, what are they like? How do they prepare their families for stuff? They got that bunker. Yeah, like, does he have a bunker? Right. He don't have right. no bunker. Who doesn't have a bunker? Me? You think Jay Z has a bunker? 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's like a whole like a timeshare for billionaires. Right. A bunker timeshare. I, I, I would believe that. Yeah. But my thing is like even even if I am a doomsday prepper and have all the canned goods and powdered milk and bottles of water in a bunker somewhere. I mean, three goons show up to my door and I'm done. What am I, I going to do? <laughs> Come what on, gonna man. Do? Put up a fight, bro. <laughs> what am I going to do? Have the M16 or something, bro. Have an AR. Yeah, but for how long? Because <laughs> I mean, it'll I, get you past the three goons, though. If I'm smart enough to build this bunker and this doomsday prep and have all this stuff in there and then they find out about it, they're going to be relentless. It's like the Walking Dead scenarios. Yeah, they're going to be 20, 30 of them to get that, to get that spot. No, yeah. for sure. I'm not. I mean, look. I'm not talking about post-apocalypse. Honestly, I wouldn't want myself or my family to survive the apocalypse. Yeah, living in living in Mad Max world. Nah, nah. we're good. Yeah. Take us yeah. to the next one. Yep. I guess I mean, that's a good there's... spot to end. <laughs> yeah, that's a World War Three mushroom cloud. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, Saif, thanks for hopping on last minute, and uh, hopefully we didn't depress you too much. Listen, man, those those big boys playing those big boy games in global politics, there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. No, that's fine. Nothing. No one's listening to me. No one cares what I have to say. I pay my taxes, and I keep <laughs> it moving. And there it is. And that is the true fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, I think I think EFN just froze. So now, so now we're really done. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Yo, safe, thanks man. for having me. Appreciate you, man. See you guys later. All right, man. Later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Father to the child.